Now is our third subject. The third subject. So our third subject it's a subjection to parents. And for that we're going to go to Exodus 20 verse 12. Exodus chapter 20 verse 12. Exodus 20 verse 12 in the 10 commandments. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. So a uh, commandment from God written by the finger of God. Uh, children are to honor their uh, father and mother so that they uh, live longer. Um, Luke 2, 39 and 40. Luke 2, 39. Luke 2, 39 to 40. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city of Nazareth. And the child continued to grow and become strong, increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So Joseph and Mary took uh, our Lord Jesus Christ to uh, be circumcised. Uh, in verse 40, and the child continued to grow and become strong, increasing in wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. So this should be our mindset for our children to instruct them in the way of the Lord so they'll uh, increase in wisdom and that the grace of God uh, be upon them. Uh, verse 51 and 52, same chapter. Luke 2:51. Luke 2:51 to 52. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he continued in subjection to them, and his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So after visiting Jerusalem, and uh, we have read this chapter, uh, says that uh, they lost him. He got lost. Uh, they, for, uh, they realized that he wasn't in the caravan. And when they went back to the temple to look for him, and he was in the middle of the midst of the teachers of Israel, and they were amazed at his answers. So uh, that should be also our mindset that our children should know the Word of God. Uh, and then in verse uh, 51, he continued in subjection to them, to uh, his parents, and in verse 52, he kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men, as we read in verse 40. So that should be our uh, desire for our children, that they grow in the wisdom of God. First uh, John. One comment on this passage in Luke 2. It says in Luke 2.42 that the Lord was only 12 years old. He was 12 years old at the time. And it says in 2.51 that he continued in subjection to them. As a 12-year-old, he was fully obedient to his parents. Uh, 1 John 2, uh, verse 6. 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. 
First John 2, 6. Yes, so Christ should be uh, the example of us and our, also of our children. And we should walk in his steps. Uh, we should strive to... We know he was perfect and uh, he was sinless. So we should pursue these things. Uh, we and also uh, our children. First um, Peter 2, 21. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21. 2.21 For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in His steps. So that's our mindset again, as we read in First John 2, we shall follow in His uh, steps. Uh, John 13... Chapter 13, verse 15. John 13, 15. John 13, 15. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. John 13, 15. Yeah, so after washing the disciples' feet, uh, he sets this as an example that... Uh, we shall uh, serve one another in this way, uh, follow his steps, follow his, his example as he did uh, with us. Uh, he loved us, so we are to love him. Uh, we are to serve him. And our children also should uh, have the desire in the heart to uh, serve the Lord. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 4. Romans 8, 4. Romans 8, 4. In order that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So uh, we should work uh, every day to walk according to the Spirit of Christ. Uh, this uh, Bible verse describes the active obedience and the fulfillment of Christ. Uh, of the Ten Commandments. So we should walk as He walked and uh, follow uh, His example. Walk by the Spirit of Christ. Um, we're going to go to Ephesians uh, 6, 1 to 4. Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. Ephesians 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It's clear. It should be... Uh, the desire of our children to obey us uh, because that is what uh, is agreeable in the sight of God. And as we read in Exodus twenty twelve, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, meaning we will have long life, uh, that he may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them. So uh, do not provoke them to anger means uh, we have to also understand that they're children 
there's time to play, there's time to do their uh, things that kids like to do, run, there's proper places where they can run, jump, uh, throw water. I mean, uh, they're children, we should uh, treat them as children too and do not provoke them to anger. Uh, we shouldn't be looking just for an excuse to malign them or to say you, you can't do this when we know there's places to do it. Uh, bring, them, bring them in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. We just uh, read those uh, Bible verses in 1 John 2, 6, uh, and 1 Peter 2, 21, uh, that they should walk as Christ walked. Uh, Colossians 3, 18 to 21. Colossians 3, 18 to 21. 3, Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered against them. Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children that they may not lose heart so there's a commandment here uh, by the Holy Spirit wives be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord husbands love your wives and do not be embittered against them children be obedient to your parents in all things for this is well pleasing to the Lord fathers do not exasperate or provoke your children to anger that they may not lose heart. So we see a pattern here that uh, one is subject to the other uh, person. There's a higher rank. Children obey the parents. Uh, the wife obeys the husband and the husband obeys God. And uh, because we know Christ is the head of the uh, church and also again in verse 21, uh, do not provoke them to anger. Means we need to be gentle with them, uh, not looking for uh, any excuse to, because we came home mad from work or we had a bad day, we cannot take this on our children. Uh, Colossians 3, 23 and 24. 3, 23. Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. Yes, so whatever we do, even discipline our children, uh, do it for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord we will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. So we serve Christ. We should uh, serve Him from our heart and uh, to present our children to him uh, as obedient children. 1 Peter 1, 14. 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, we read 1, 13 to 17. Therefore, gird your minds for action, Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be wrought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, 
Do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay upon earth. So, yes, verse 13, Therefore, gird up your minds for action. We should be quick to uh, discipline our children. We should be sovereign spirit. We should uh, ask of it in children, not be conformed to the former lusts, which were uh, ours in our ignorance. So, uh, Peter compares us, grown-ups, to obedient children, meaning the children should be obedient to uh, their parents. Uh, verse 15, like the Holy One who called us, be holy ourselves. Our children also should follow our uh, steps. And this is in all our behavior, not only on this matter, on the other one, we should strive uh, to seek for perfection. Uh, because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. So we should be imitators of God. Uh, and if you address as father the one who impartial judges according to each man's words, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay upon the earth. So we should uh, have the fear of God in our hearts and uh, obey his commandments. And uh, even when it comes to chastise our children, which it may be harsh, but it shouldn't be. Uh, but, uh, Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23, verse 22 to 26. Proverbs 23, 22, 22 to 28. 22. Listen to your father who begot you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her rejoice who gave birth to you. Give me your heart, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. For a harlot is a deep pit, and an adulterous woman is a narrow well. Surely she lurks as a robber, and increases the faithless among men. So verse 22, listen to your father who begot you. Uh, they should listen to our instruction and do not despise your mother when she is old. So they also should listen to uh, the instruction of their mother. Buy truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom and instruction and understanding. So we know that the word of God is more valuable than gold and silver. Uh, so if they have this truth in their heart, it is priceless. Uh, the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise son will be glad in him. So this should be our mindset uh, to instruct our children so they will be righteous. That way we will have rejoice in our hearts and be glad in them. Let your father and your mother be glad and let her rejoice who gave birth to you. Uh, as we read in uh, verse 24, Father and mother should rejoice when they raise up godly children in the instruction of the Lord. Uh, 
should we read Proverbs 4? The whole chapter. What other references do you have? The last one was. That's Proverbs. the last one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we can read. Okay, we're going to go to Proverbs uh, chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. We read 1 to 27. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 4, 1. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound wisdom. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will guard you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is. Acquire wisdom, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. Hear my son and accept my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded, and if you run, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not proceed in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they do evil, and they are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their whole body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious lips far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet, and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. So, uh, we have uh, by the Spirit of God instruction on uh, how to walk. This is also for our children. Uh, we should not enter the path of the wicked. Uh, we should not uh, turn to the right nor to the left, and we should turn our foot from uh, evil. Then we'll switch to our uh, four subject, which is biblical discipline. What the Bible, what God requires of us to do. And we're going to go to Proverbs 1, 1 to 7. Okay, now the fourth subject, 
on biblical discipline, generally speaking. Proverbs 1, 1 to 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So Solomon, by the Spirit of God, uh, wrote the book Proverbs for us to know wisdom and instruction, to receive it and uh, to have to be prudent uh, and to give to the Jude knowledge and discretion to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddle. So in the book of Proverbs, there are many uh, instructions for us on how to live a godly life, but also throughout the Bible. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, full despise wisdom and instruction. So we should uh, help our children to have the fear of the Lord in their heart. That way they'll... Uh, uh, have knowledge and that they won't be fools who despise wisdom and uh, instruction. Uh, Second Chronicles 1 7 to 13. Second Chronicles chapter, chapter 1, Second Chronicles 1 7 to 13. Now, these examples. Uh, this is the example of Solomon. Yes. But on this subject of biblical discipline, what we are emphasizing is the fact that the Bible does give us many instructions on how to practice discipline. Where the source is, the source is the wisdom of God. That's what we're talking about right now. But also, it will give us more specifications, more details on how to carry out that discipline. So we must be convinced that biblical discipline is right discipline. It's true discipline. It is the right way. Second Chronicles 1.7 In that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said to God, You have dealt with my father David with great loving kindness and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord God, your promise to my father David is fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people, for who, is, who can rule this great people of yours? And God said to Solomon, Because you had this in mind, and did not ask for riches, wealth, or honor, or the life of those who hate you, nor have you even asked for long life. But you have asked for yourself wisdom and knowledge, that you may rule my people, over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge have been granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings who were before you has possessed, nor those who will come after you. So Solomon went from the high place which was at Gibeon 
from the tent of meeting to Jerusalem, and he reigned over Israel. Second Chronicles 9:22-23. Second Chronicles 9:22. We'll read 9:22 to 24. So King Solomon became greater than all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. And all the kings of the earth were seeking the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom which God had put in his heart. And they brought every man his gift, articles of silver and gold, garments, weapons, spices, horses, and mules, so much year by year. So by these verses, we know that uh, God put the wisdom in Solomon's heart. It wasn't something that Solomon invented, uh, and we're going to go now to Proverbs 22, verse 6. Proverbs 22, 6. Proverbs 22, 6. What we just read actually in Second Chronicles chapter 9, where wisdom is highlighted, we also note that God also provided other things to Solomon. But Solomon's first and foremost pursuit was wisdom. This is like Jesus taught us in Matthew 6.33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. The things people are anxious about, the physical things of the world, Jesus said, don't be anxious about those things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Parents must be teaching their children that the wisdom of God is most important, not how athletic they are, not, not how beautiful they are, not what jobs they will get, not who they're going to marry. Is he going to be handsome or is she going to be the most beautiful wife for my son? These things the world are, is worried about, anxious about. We shouldn't be. We should be first and foremost focused on Obtaining the wisdom of God. Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So, train up a child in the way he should go, meaning uh, means we uh, need to give uh, instruction. Uh, if we see anything wrong that the child is doing, then comes the... Uh, uh, punishment, but first we need to talk to them. Uh, we cannot just see them doing something wrong and go quick to the to the chastisement. It needs to be addressed, and then we should discern w what goes from there. Uh, Deuteronomy six one to nine. Deuteronomy chapter six. Deuteronomy six one to nine. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the judgments, which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you, that you might do them in the land where you are going over to possess it, so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it.
that it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So the commandments of God shall be uh, as frontals on us. They should go before us and we shall teach him to our sons when we sit on our house and when we walk by the way when we lie down and when we rise so we should be always meditating on these things uh, on the commandments of god in verse 2 says that your son and so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the lord your god to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged. As we read in uh, Exodus 20, 12, uh, this instruction is uh, also for children and uh, us. Chapter six, verses 20 to 25. Deuteronomy six, verse 20. When your son asks you in time to come saying, What do the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments mean which the Lord commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt, and the Lord brought us from Egypt with a mighty hand. Moreover, the Lord showed great and distressing signs and wonders before our eyes against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. And he brought us out from there in order to bring us in, to give us the land which he had sworn to our fathers." So the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always and for our survival as it is today. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to observe all this commandment before the Lord our God, just as he commanded us. Yes, so uh, our mindset shall be the slavery were uh, that we were subjected to uh, and the Bible compares it to uh, be slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt we know this was uh, also a type of sin that we were before our conversion slaves to sin but then uh, the Lord showed his great signs and wonders by giving us a heart to repent then he brought us out from there in order to bring us in to be his people, to give us the land which he had sworn to our forefathers, which means heaven. And then uh, the Lord commanded us to observe this status, to fear him. Uh, and this is for our good. It's always for our good and for our survival as it is today. And when we teach these things to our children, it's righteousness to us. For uh, if we are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord God, just as he commanded us. So we should uh, apply these things to ourselves and also to uh, our children.
Proverbs 10, verse 13. Proverbs 10, 13. Proverbs 10, 13. On the lips of the discerning, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of him who lacks understanding. So after we see our children, uh, we instruct them, but they do not listen. Then a rod is for the back of him who lacks understanding. If they do not listen to us, they should be uh, punished, chastised. Uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty four. Chapter 13, Proverbs 13, verse 24. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. So if you withhold the rod from your children, you hate him. But if you discipline him diligently, then you love him. May we apply this 1324 to those parents who say, well, he's my firstborn and I really love him. I'm really tender to him. I really care for him. So I'm not going to spank him. Or I'm not going to spank him often. Or I'm not going to spank him hard. Or he's our lastborn. He's our baby. And I, I really am close to my baby. And so I really love him. And so I'm not going to spank him very much, or I'm not going to spank him at all because he's my baby. I love him. We might say that about our son or daughter. It doesn't matter. Mother might say it. Father might say it. It's all wrong. It's all hatred according to Proverbs 13, 24. We call it love, but God calls it hatred. Proverbs 22, verse 15. Proverbs 22, 15. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, the rod of discipline will remove it far from him. So it's clear. Uh, we read this earlier. Foolishness is bound to their heart and the rod of discipline will remove it far from him. Doesn't mean he may, he, he will remove it uh, far from them. Uh, Proverbs 26 verse 3. Proverbs 26, 3. A whip is for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. So again, as we read in uh, verse 22, 15, they do not listen, they should be punished because they are being uh, fools. Uh, Proverbs 23, 3 verse 12 to 14. Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23. 12 to 14. 23, 12. Apply your heart to discipline and your ears to words of knowledge. Do not hold back discipline from the child. Although you beat him with the rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with the rod and deliver his soul from Sheol. So we should apply our heart to discipline, our own discipline, and also our children's discipline, and our ears to words of knowledge, which are found in the Bible, which we are reading right now. Uh, do not hold back discipline from the child. 
although you beat him with the rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with the rod and deliver his soul from Sheol. So when we beat our children with the rod, we are chastising uh, physically, but also spiritually we are delivered, delivering them from uh, Sheol, from hell. This verse in 23.13, it says, Although you beat him with the rod, he will not die. This takes care of those who say, Well, if I beat him with the rod, I'm, I might kill him. I might seriously injure him. This verse says, No, he will not die. And when it says he will not die, it's assuming you're not spanking him so hard that he will die. That's not the point of the spanking, spanking so hard that your child dies. This is contrary to the secular world that says spanking children is child abuse. No, it's not child abuse. We're talking about spanking or beating. We're not talking about torture to death. We're not trying to crack the skull, break the spine, break bones. That's not the point. It's not child abuse. That would be child abuse, but we're not talking about that. That would lead to death. We're not talking about death. We're talking about an appropriate spanking that will remove the foolishness far from him. So on the other hand, 22.15 and 23.13, these two go together in that many times parents will say, well, on the same on the same disobedience, on the same unruliness, on the same backtalking, I've spanked him three, four, five, six, on seven occasions I've spanked him and he still does it. What's the problem? The spanking was not hard enough. The spanking was not hard enough. Usually if you spank hard enough on one issue, one sin, good the first time a few times that first occasion the child will get the point if he repeats it two three four five ten times the problem is the spankings are not hard enough they must be hard enough to remove that foolishness from him he needs to know you are serious and if you are serious it will take one maybe two no more than three occasions on the same sin for the child to know you are serious. If it's repeated, it's likely the case that you're not spanking hard enough. So on the one hand, it needs to be hard enough. On the other hand, the Bible is plainly saying we are not torturing our children and breaking bones and causing their death. We're not doing that. There is a, a means or a middle road the Bible is teaching us. It's often that parents don't understand that middle road. Also, I'll add the uh, verse 13 says, although you beat him with the rod, he will not die. So it means you have a measurement of punishment. If your children grows to be disobedient or rebellious, they will go to the street and there is no measurement there. So I advise, I, I'm a man who grew up on the streets and it is bad i used to flee from my house because i was disobedient and i've seen many things happen on the streets to uh children who were disobedient 
So it's better for you to chastise him than having somebody else to do it. Uh, I'm going to go to Proverbs 29, 15 to 17. Proverbs chapter 29, Proverbs 29, 15 to 17. 29, 15. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother. When the wicked increase, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Correct your son and he will give you comfort. He will also delight your soul. So verse 15, the rotten reproof get wisdom, but a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother. They should not get their way. They should uh, be subjected to the parents. That way uh, they won't bring shame to us. When the wicked increase, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. We should have this mindset and on the discipline of our children that they will not grow to be wicked they should uh, grow to be righteous uh, verse 17 correct your son and he will give you comfort he will also delight in your soul if we do not correct our children they would not uh, give us comfort they will grow to be disobedient to do all kinds of evil and also when we correct them uh, they will delight in our soul means they will understand uh, that we did this for their own good. When a child gets his own way, he brings shame to his mother. Uh, Children getting their own way, it is very popular. The world teaches us that. And teaches us that whenever a child is in any environment, in the home, at church, in school, in the any environment imaginable, the child is to be the center of attention. The child should get all of the attention and the child should guide the way things are done in every occasion, every environment, every event. But the Bible isn't teaching it that way. The Bible is teaching that the adults and the responsible adults in every occasion should be guiding those events, guiding those occasions, not the children. The children should not be getting their own way. That's generally speaking. Then specifically speaking, who is it that typically tries to give the children their own way? Proverbs 29, 15 says, mother. The father won't let it happen, but the mother lets the child get his own way. It's not... The teacher is saying it. It's right here, the Word of God that says it, brings shame to his mother. Because typically the mother lets the child get his own way, not the father. That's one. Number two, among the relatives, it is the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles who will typically indulge the children to get their own way and then create a scenario, a difficult scenario for the parents. The parents are saying no, no to this or that to the child, that that is not permitted. But then the relatives, grandparents and other relatives will say, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. Let's do it. Let's give them this. Let's let them do that. It's okay. And then the children will make a distinction between the mean parents and the nice relatives. That shouldn't happen either. 
And that same thing may occur in church. When children in church are indulged by others who are not the parents, when we behave with children as though we are their grandparents, we're harming them. We're not helping them and we're not helping their parents. We need to help their parents with uh, the proper rules or the proper boundaries that they have put in place for their own children. We should not be transgressing what the parents wish. And in this case, in, in our local church, parents, whenever you see others in the church, other adults wrongly crossing boundaries, please make it known and say, well, we're not, we don't do that for our child. We don't want our children to learn that. Please make it known. Don't be afraid to say that. And we adults, we need to learn. We need to respect what the parents desire for their children. Not behave as grandmothers and grandfathers toward them, but as another adult, another parent for them in the family of God. Uh, now we're going to Second Samuel, uh, chapter seven, a to seventeen. Second Samuel, chapter seven. Second Samuel, chapter seven, eight to seventeen. This passage has to do with the Davidic promise of a dynasty, eternal dynasty in Christ. But when it is described, it's described in terms of son and correction, son and disobedience. 2 Samuel 7, verse 8. Now, therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be ruler over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you have gone and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make you a great name, like the names of the great men who are on the earth. I will also appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may live in their own place and not be disturbed again. Nor will the wicked afflict them any more as formerly. Even from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also declares to you that the Lord will make a house for you. When your days are complete and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendant after you who will come forth from you and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will correct him with the rod of men and the strokes of the sons of men. But my loving kindness shall not depart from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established Forever, in accordance with all these words and all this vision, so Nathan spoke to David. So God uh, speaks to David that he will raise a, a descendant in verse 12, uh, which is Solomon. And in verse 14 says, I will be a father to him and he will be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will correct, correct him 
with the rod of men and the strokes of the sons of men. In Ephesians uh, 5, 1, we read, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. So as God is correcting Solomon with the rod of men and the strokes of the sons of men, we should also correct our children that way. Uh, going to go now to Hebrews 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12, 4 to verse 13. Hebrews 12, verse 4, 4 to 13. 12, 4. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your uh, shedding blood in your striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble, and make straight paths for your feet, so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Uh, verse 4, you have not resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. We read in the uh, book of Proverbs, uh, even if we chastise them with the rod, they will not die. So uh, this is uh, also saying there is a measurement of uh, punishment. Uh, in verse 6, my son do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him means uh, God will chastise us. So we are also to do to our children. For those whom the Lord love, he disciplines and he scorches every son whom he receives. Uh, if we have not received the discipline of the Lord, he do not love us. It is for discipline that you endure God deals with you as with sons, for what son is there whom his father does not discipline? So in verse 7, it's clear that we should, if we love our children, we should uh, discipline them. But if we are without discipline, of which we all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. So if we do not receive this uh, chastisement, we are not uh, sons of God. So... In verse 9, furthermore, we had early fathers to discipline us. Uh, this is saying that we should discipline our children. Uh, and in verse 11, 
for a little bit, it will be sorrowful, it will hurt. Yet those who have been trained by it afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness, which is obedience. They will become obedience. Um, therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak and knees that are feeble means they will grow uh, in strength, they will grow in knowledge, they, and they will be strong men, not uh, weak men. Psalm 118, 118, verse 18. Psalm 118, verse 18. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Yes, we read in uh, Proverbs that even if you beat him with the rod, he will not die. And you will deliver himself from Sheol. Uh, Psalm one eighteen eighteen said the same. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but He has not given me over to death. Uh, meaning, I have by the discipline of the Lord, we have we are now walking in His ways and His uh, statutes, and He has saving us from the wrath to come. Proverbs nineteen. Verse 20 to 21. Proverbs 19, 20 to 21. 19, 20. Listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise the rest of your days. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord, it will stand. Yes, so this is for our children. When they are chastised, they should uh, accept the discipline. We must talk to them and tell them, Am I being unjust for chastising you? Do you deserve it? And if they do not accept it, then uh, we'll see later that they will be uh, fools. Uh, many are the plans. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will it will stand. So we should the instruction that we receive from God should stand always. Proverbs 6.16 Proverbs 6.16 There are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven which are an abomination to Him. You can keep it through 19. Through 19? Yes. Or through 23. 23. Okay, 6.16, Proverbs 6.16 to 23. Uh, there are six things which the Lord hates, yes, seven which are an abomination to Him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among brothers. My son, observe the commandment of your father, and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching is light. And reproofs for discipline are the way of life. So there are six things which the Lord hates, seven which are an abomination to Him. Haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, 
uh, hard the device's wicked plans, feed that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among brothers. This means God hates people. He hates wicked people. Uh, he's describing a man here that uh, God hates. And then he gives instruction, My son, observe the commandment of your father, and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. So the child should listen to both. He should bind uh, the instruction continually in his heart, tie them around his neck. That way when he walks about, they will guide him. When he sleeps, they will watch over him, and when he awakes, they will talk to him. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching is a light, and reproofs for discipline are the way of life. So the commandment of God is a lamp, and it will guide them, and then it will teach, him, uh, teach them the way to go. Proverbs 12, 1-3. Proverbs 12, 1-3. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. A good man will obtain favor from the Lord, but he will condemn a man who devises evil. A man will not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will not be moved. So if our children love discipline, and they love knowledge, they will be wise men. But if they hate reproof, they will be stupid. A good man will obtain favor from the Lord. Means if they love discipline and knowledge, God will give them favor. But he will condemn a man who devises evil. A man will not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will not be moved. So our uh, mindset would be, should be uh, to guide them to, so they can obtain favor from the Lord and they will not be condemned. Uh, Proverbs 15 verse 5. Proverbs 15.5 A fool rejects his father's discipline, but he who regards reproof is prudent. So our children must uh, accept the discipline that we give them. And if they regard reproof, they will be prudent. They will be uh, wise. Proverbs 15:32 Proverbs 15:32 He who neglects discipline despises himself but he who listens to reproof acquires understanding Again if they uh, neglect discipline they will despise themselves but if they listen to reproof they will uh, acquire understanding and uh, be wise that's all for. Alright. So any concluding words on this biblical discipline? Okay, that's it for this session. We just finished biblical discipline session number four.